Hello, this is Rabbi Mark Soloway. Welcome to A Dash of Drush, weekly reflections on our world through the lens of Torah. Possibly the most profound moments in a person's life are those moments where we're able to shed the masks that we inevitably wear to protect ourselves in this challenging world and we're able to say this is who I am I can't hold on to the lie anymore this is who I am that's what we see this week this extraordinary moment at the beginning of uh, Genesis 45 in this Parsha Vayigash Vayigash and he approached which is a description of this extraordinary extraordinary encounter between Yehuda and Yosef where Yehuda approaches his brother and essentially says take me not Benjamin take me and not Benjamin I will go into that dungeon but we have to release Benjamin and it's really that moment that completes the trial that Joseph puts his brothers through so that they know or that he knows that they have done teshuva that they've repented because that's the moment according to our tradition like real teshuva gomorrah like complete repentance happens when a person is in the same situation they've been in before and they make a different choice so Yehuda in a sense Judah was the one who instigated the whole plot to get rid of Joseph through their extreme jealousy towards him and now in this moment where the brothers could save themselves um, for the sake of the younger brother Benjamin they say no we, we can't do that Judah's saying I would rather die I would rather go to go to the dungeons myself than our little brother be harmed in any way and and then and then it says Joseph could not hold on anymore he couldn't hold on to this illusion that he was this Egyptian prince or rather the you know the viceroy to to Pharaoh and it says lo yachol Yosef he couldn't hold on and he he screamed out and eventually he says ani yosef odavichai i am joseph is my is my father still alive i am joseph is my father still alive 22 years since he's seen his his father and his father has assumed him to be dead and there's this incredibly moving speech that he's hearing from his brother in which he mentioned so many times his father's name and it tugs on him tugs on his heart and so there's the moment this podcast right now feels very very significant to me and I feel this strange sense of trepidation and almost self-consciousness as I say these words because this is this is the completion of a cycle actually I started we started this a dash of drash on Pashat Vayachi, which is the very last uh, portion of the book of Bereshit, the book of Genesis, last year, and that's next week, which means I've now completed a whole 
a whole year, a whole year with this episode. And I feel a sense of pride and some other things too, having having completed this whole year. And here we are on Pashat Vigash, this extraordinary sort of closing of a circle, in a sense, with this apparent reconciliation that happens between Joseph and his brothers and his father and everyone coming down to Egypt and settling in the land of Goshen um, and the, the the way in which the the Israelites then become this prosperous and thriving people in this new land all because of the position of power that Joseph has and so there's this this closing of a cycle and so before I carry on with some more thoughts about this very complex story and very beautiful and very moving story I want to acknowledge this feeling of wow been doing this for a year and and to thank you very much those of you who've been listening every week and and supporting this this project um, through just listening and through passing it on to people that you care about through uh, your various social media um, sites and so on but um, so thank you really thank you and uh, if you have feedback or comments or you want to get in touch with me I'd, I'd, I'd love to to hear from from you um, and I of course intend to to continue this is just a, a cycle as the Torah is itself every year we come to a cycle we hopefully have new understandings and insights about ourselves and the worlds and the world around us through the the lens of Torah and the through the extraordinary repetition of these of these stories that impact us in different ways uh, every time we encounter them so we encounter the encounter of Vayigash the extraordinary possibility of of human encounters and what can happen and how people can transform themselves so what's the what's really going on here there's there's so much that's going on here uh, in a in a sense Yehuda is is really this profound hero of this of the story and he's the one through this willingness for self-sacrifice and his capacity to to approach in this very real way and very vulnerable way his brother he, he takes the story forward and gives us a sense of possibility that all of these situations that we might find ourselves in in our own families or in our own communities that there's this possibility for real encounter that can that can transform the the tensions and the and the conflicts that we have and inevitably all families all community have their have their versions of these of these conflicts where people don't aren't able to to speak to each other unable to agree or even be in this in the same room 
and this incredible fracturing of this family through the the consumption of jealousy that the brothers have had for Joseph and here we see this this moment it's a very moving moment it's a very moving moment you know the the Torah describes this idea of falling on the neck <laughs> falling on the neck Joseph falls on the neck of his of his brothers falls on the neck especially and, and weeps and weeps and weeps with his younger brother Benjamin with whom he shares of course the same mother Rachel and these these moments are are moving for sure interestingly the Torah uses the same language when um, Yaakov and his brother Esav Joseph's father Jacob has uh, met after many years his brother Esav Esau when they had parted with Esau wanting to kill Jacob for for stealing his his blessing and yet the Torah doesn't th th there's this sense of like after that moment Jacob just moves on it's not necessarily uh, a reconciliation it's a moment in time where there's been an appeasement you know in that story Jacob actually bows down um, seven times to the ground and there's a sense of him appeasing his his brother but there's still this kind of falling on the neck that happens but here there's something else that's happened because through Joseph's um, the, the tests that he's put his brothers through which hard to read in a way you know we we wonder in a certain sense why Joseph wasn't able to say immediately that he saw his brothers coming to him in in the previous in the previous parasha why he wasn't able to say oh guys it's me wow so good to see you he, he, but he immediately accuses them you know of being of being spies and what's their agenda and he doesn't he says he doesn't trust them and then he puts them through all these these tricks with returning their their money and then the whole the whole cliffhanger from last week where the the goblet um, his prized possession which in a sense has the same power as the um, as the uh, the kind of magical objects um, perhaps idolatrous objects that that his mother stole from from her from her father uh, Lavan there's all of these echoes you know all of these echoes and so this sort of planting of this sacred cup whatever it is magical cup into Benjamin's bag that, that happened last week and then there's this whole and, and, and it's almost like the brothers have to go through these these tests with Benjamin in that place where Joseph has been and the brothers to somehow then see the extent of what they've done and the willingness to be completely different and it's only in, until Joseph can see that and witness that that there's a sense okay they've they've actually done teshuva and now we can we can move on and there's something when i encounter these stories that that never feels quite complete it's not all and then they lived happily ever after there's little uh, hints and seeds that are that are sown to say that what is this family really learned from all of this there's always this question especially in the 
in the book of Genesis, there's always this question, are these, are these characters here to, to be kind of role models for, for righteous lives, or are they, are they here to, to show us the, the frailty of human existence and the, and the, and the patterns that we, we get into? A more sort of um, a warning to us about the nature of our own humanity and how we we look at their lives not as incredible examples of human righteousness but of the the danger of human frailty you know Joseph is is described as Yosef HaTzadik Joseph the, the righteous one which is mainly a title that he earns because of his resistance to the advances of Potiphar's wife and yet is he a tzaddik? Is he is he is he righteous in that sense? One of the things we see Im immediately after the reconciliation has happened, and he sends the brothers back up to get their father and bring him down, and he gives all of these wagons, you know, and then he it says he gives the brothers a change of clothes, but to Benjamin he gives five changes of clothes and three hundred pieces of silver, and there's this moment where you, you can't help thinking, I can't help thinking. Wow, okay. So here's this this theme continuing with the the clothing. Joseph's father has has tricked his own father through dressing up as as Esau, and now Joseph in a sense has tricked his own brothers through being disguised as a viceroy in Egypt. And then this this idea that he's now giving and and of course the 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 cotonet pasim that that infamous um, coat that was the gift to Joseph from from his father that was in a sense the the final straw in the in the in the jealous rage of his brothers and now he's bestowing clothing five changes of clothing to his brother Benjamin and there's a sense like oh really so the pattern of of favoritism is, is is continuing through this the pattern of perhaps even deception through clothing you know there's a sense that clothing uh, begadim beged a beged is a an article of clothing and and, and beged is the same root as um, deception so there's some something happening here and of course we have the the, the, the cloak of, of, of Yehuda is also an article of of clothing that has been in a sense used in a in a slightly deceptive way but there, so there's there's something that's like okay what's what's happening here and then there's the sense of the brothers like wondering is Joseph really forgiving us and Joseph's sort of absolute insistence that no 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 this is all you know God made all this happen is all like a a higher hand at work this is out of our own power or everything that happened happened so that this moment could be here and securing the future and all of that and and I want to believe that as real and I think we as readers of the Torah want to embrace that reality like seeing that that thread as I said a couple of weeks ago that that thread running through these these stories to say like there is some kind of hashkacha 
Pratit in this world. There is a divine kind of providence that makes these painful stories actually all work out. We can't see the the full extent of how how the the, the hand of of God, if you like, or of of fate unfolds itself throughout these these stories. And yet, there's questions. Like, is Joseph really not? angry is he not ever going to say to his brothers i am so traumatized and angry by what you did to me we need family therapy to work this out there's no sense it's like oh no everything's good it's all good it's all good it's all good i don't know dr aviva zornberg in her book the beginnings of desire talks about this moment as being psychologically incomplete the brothers express a sense of that there's this this interesting word lu like which is often translated as like were it not or something like that um what if what if joseph's actually really angry with us what if he wants to kill us what if he wants to punish us and aviva zornberg says that lu is actually expressing a wish if only, if only Joseph would actually show some anger towards us and actually want to punish us, want to um, tell us how bad it was, this awful, shameful thing that we did. But um, there is a sense in the Jewish tradition that a, a big distinction, Rabbi Jonathan Sachs on an, on an essay in this, on this week's Parsha says, there's this a great distinction between shame and guilt cultures that are around shame the shame sticks the shame really really sticks and so it's you can't distinguish the person from the act whereas guilt is really about the act and you can do a process of teshuva of repentance as the brothers have done and then you release yourself from the act and you say i'm a new person and so there is definitely some of that that's happening here and yet there's a sense of it not being complete as the reconciliation we, we a reconciliation is a sort of coming to a full circle of the story just as this year of podcast has come to a full circle and yet what does it really take for a reconciliation to happen and then finally there's this moment at the very end of the of the Pasha which is actually really I'm feeling quite disturbed by it this year as I as I read it this notion that as the famine in the land grows more and more intense and Joseph uh, Pharaoh's very warm insistence is, is helping his whole family the 70 of them who who come down to set to resettle in this land to settle with their with their animals in the land of, of Goshen and and start this this prosperous life, and meanwhile, as the famine is getting more and more intense, the Egyptians are coming to Joseph and 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 essentially becoming indentured servants. They're becoming serfs. They're giving up their right to property. They're giving up their land, and they essentially become slaves, in the same way that Joseph has been a slave, and in some awful way are perhaps um, foretelling the the future when actually the Israelites under the new Pharaoh in a very 
I mean, it's not a short period of time, but in the, in the sense of the pages of, of Torah, it's a short time where the Israelites become slaves under the new, new Pharaoh. And so there's, again, this sense of, of, of unconscious or conscious, I don't know, patterns that are repeated throughout these stories. So as much as there's this power in the reconciliation, there's the power, the real, genuine, beautiful power of, of forgiveness, of repentance, of the brothers being able to see the, the awful nature of what they did and Joseph being able to forgive them and the brothers being able to be reconciled and the amazingly moving moment where Joseph sees his father again for the first time and, and Jacob saying like, now I can die. I've seen my son again, now I can die. Kind of this, this sense of he's gonna live out his, his life with, with this, this son that he loved so much and the grandchildren. All of that is, is an, uh, amazing, and, and, but I think we can't ignore the little, the little threads that, that keep us in the, in the mystery of, of human fragility, of a recognition of the, the patterns that we repeat throughout this the patterns of favoritism and deception through through clothing the idea that that J joseph's life became what it was because of in a sense the favoritism that he got from his 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 father and jacob's life was was the fact that he didn't in a sense have his father's love in the way that he wanted it and here's now um joseph giving a, a similar kind of favoritism to to, to benjamin and the idea of Joseph was a slave who is now using his political power, in a sense, to enslave others. And as, as a, in, a, in a piece that Rabbi Arthur Waskow wrote this week, it's sort of setting up this, this idea that's very contrary to the values of Torah, the opposite of what the Torah wants to say about, about land and agriculture. The whole power of the of the Shemitah year is that land is constantly returned to its original ownership and slaves are released. And we see the opposite of that happening to the Egyptian people under the leadership of, of Joseph. And then generations later we see we see the Israelites being enslaved. And so there's there's just it it's not complete in its completion. The story has you know in in a sense if this was a hollywood movie it would be and then they all the brothers and the father all reconciled and everyone lived happily ever after through their old age and end of story but it's not it's just the beginning of a new story everything's just the beginning of a new story and there's lots of of lessons some of which are harsh lesson, lessons that we that we learn from these stories so as this cycle of a whole year of a dash of drash comes to an end i there's no, there's no completion. There's no full depth of reconciliation. There's just this, this kind of going a little bit deeper into the stories and seeing what we can learn and how willing we are to look at our own patterns and to recognize also the power of that opening uh, image that I shared of, of, of that moment where Joseph lets the mask off and says, I'm Joseph, Ani Yosef. So the, the Torah is empowering us to say, Ani, I am, I am, I am. 
and, and to be fully in our power of who we are. But recognizing that as we do that, there may be casualties along the way because we are imperfect human beings, even if we have earned uh, prestigious titles like Sadiq or Rabbi or whatever else we've earned, there's, there's ways in which we come into the fullness of, of who we are and we're still uh, consciously or unconsciously re repeating patterns that may or may not be fully uh, authentic and may or may not be fully healing and helpful to the world. So we all do the best we can and we all hope for uh, truth and authenticity in who we are in this world and we all hope for reconciliation between brothers and sisters who've been been at war and in conflict and that we can hold each other to to higher higher standards and that we can forgive each other and love each other always knowing that there's more to the story thank you for listening to a dash and drush 